0: Oh, shit. That's right, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of The White Guy Dies First Horror Podcast. A little extra something for your week. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, hello and welcome to a very special episode of The White Guy Dies First. First, podcast. Uh, this is one that I actually did not expect to make at all because I, I did not anticipate, uh, to play the, uh, standalone campaign Left Behind. Uh, it's actually, it's not a standalone campaign because it's dependent on you having played through the actual game to know what the fuck is happening. Uh, so I guess it's just a little extra side chapter thingy. I don't know. Um... (laughs) I I wasn't going to play it as as you might have heard last uh, l- last episode. I was going to say last week, but I just uploaded it yesterday. Uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday, uh, the day after I uploaded the last video. Um wasn't going to do it, but I I kind of <laughs> was festering a little bit thinking about uh, the last of us, uh, thinking about how uh, Joel sucks so bad and i thought you know what maybe in this side chapter that just focuses on Ellie and her friend Riley maybe without Joel there it would be a better experience uh because i thought about it more and man is is Joel just the worst kind of overlap of uh of western and horror tropes you know he's from texas he's super patriarchal he's he's very um you know a father knows best kind of figure um and I did not care to play him at all. And I I, I feel like I should have. I feel like there were ingredients there. Like, I like playing, uh, like, as a cowboy. or I like the Western genre in general. So to have a protagonist who's from Texas, he's got an accent, he, he I think, knows how to play the guitar. Uh, there could have been a lot of good elements there, but uh, he just falls so flat. He, again, is no Rooster Cogburn. <laughs> he's no uh, Hugh, Hugh Glass from The Revenant, uh, which is another really good uh, movie. Uh, a, another good Western horror movie. Uh, they don't really classify it as horror, but I consider it horror, because there's a bear attack in there that is very reminiscent of uh, of body horror. But anyway, I thought to myself, okay, fine, fuck it, Joel sucks. Uh, the Left Behind campaign is advertised on the back of the box here uh, as um, as an experience where you delve into Ellie's past in Left Behind, the single-player prequel chapter. Um, it's not really a prequel chapter. I mean, kind of. Um... So where it's set in uh, in the in the flow of the main story is this is just after Joel gets impaled uh, on a uh, on a little bit of root ru- uh, rhubarb uh, rebar rather not rhubarb oh my god not um, not the, the is't that a plant I think that's a plant I don't know I don't know things you, you didn't come here for no uh, horticultural uh, sort <laughs> of commentary uh but no he falls on rebar and gets impaled and this uh this campaign picks up with ellie basically having to try and find some medicine for him and uh interspersed uh between her you know trouncing around this mall is uh little flashbacks to uh when she was approached by her friend riley who i guess left uh the military school where they were living at to join the fireflies and uh, it's revealed that Riley is pretty much being ordered to ship out of Boston and go to a completely different uh, section of the country. And she came by to have one last little hurrah with Ellie. And um, it is so very reminiscent or very uh, tonally similar to stuff like, uh, like Stand By Me. Uh, you know, it's two younger kids, very... Uh, I, I want to... I don't want to say quirky, but they've they've got this sort of fun banter, uh these side conversations uh and you go to interesting places like uh I spent a lot of time in this one like Halloween store and they put on masks and try to scare each other. Um you, <laughs> there's a lot of optional dialogue uh with this like uh like a magic eight ball skull uh which they ask some pretty funny questions. Um however, even that, even the funny moments are kind of laced with this sort of like I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it comes off more like I am, I am trying to be funny and quirky rather than I am just naturally quirky and funny. Um, I don't know. It, uh, it comes off very, like we know as the player uh, that Riley dies, that they get bitten, Ellie gets bitten. Uh, Cause we were told in the main story that this, you know, near the end of the main story, we were told that Riley died and uh, Ellie was sort of waiting for her turn to die. They were going to go out po- uh, poetically to lose their minds together. And uh, and Riley even says that at the end of uh, the Left Behind campaign. Uh, so it's a lot of stuff that we kind of already knew. But they're not really giving us anything, like, brand new. Um, Like, we're getting more interactions between the two of them, but I don't really know how they became friends. They talk about mutual friends that we never get to see. They're the only two characters in the campaign. Uh, I was actually expecting to see some of the other friends. Like, I think they... Ellie said something about, like, a friend named Sam and uh not Tess that was Joel's friend a few other people at the academy i was expecting to see but it is just the two of them sneaking out to uh goof around and have shenanigans um and, you know, there's a few nice parts, like uh, little mini-games, like, oh, uh, uh, Riley challenges Ellie to throw bricks at a car window, and whoever breaks all the windows uh, first gets to ask the other a question without any sarcasm, uh, without getting sarcasm back as a, as an answer. And that was a little interesting, uh, and again, the aforementioned Halloween store. But when uh, one of the questions that Ellie asked the Magic 8-Ball skull thing uh, was, will I ever get boobs? And while that is something that potentially, like, a 14-year-old girl might ask, I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of weirded out by that because I know that, like, breast envy is a fetish, and, uh, it made me just a little uncomfortable, uh, to be honest. I, I didn't think it was hyper-necessary for Ellie to be pining for eventually getting boobs, mm-hmm. um... Not really something I want to think about, honestly. Uh, Ellie's boob envy. Um, But there are some other sweet moments uh, between the two of them. Although I do feel that uh, Riley is written a little bit more, like, she's super jokey around. Like, she tries to scare Ellie all the time. And we all have friends like that who kind of take this, like, ooh, I'm gonna get you, like, boo, sort of thing. Just a little too far. And it gets kind of annoying um, and at one point, uh, Riley gives Ellie like this book of puns and you can just, man, the, this is where most of the writing went into is just writing these puns and some of them are funny. Others aren't really, um, like one of the, one of the pun joke things is like, uh, uh, what did, and again, this is kind of a, this is one that I didn't really like. I didn't really care for this one. It was, um, uh, what did, uh, what did the news say when the midget psychic escaped from prison? That there's a small medium at large. Ha 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 ha. Uh, and for some reason, like, they really laughed at that. Uh, but other ones they didn't really care for. Uh, so it's not just saying a bunch of puns and they universally like them. They are sort of saying, like, oh, this one sucks or this one's good. But for some reason, they really liked that one. I don't know. I guess teenagers just, like, edgy humor like that. Uh, I don't know. I've never met a teenager. <laughs> or I, I never hope to again. Um could do without him i could do without playing this i gotta tell you that much uh and then after that after the halloween store then they uh they go to an arcade and uh there's ugh, you don't really get to play an arcade game it's just riley describes what's happening and ellie closes her eyes and you get to pushed some buttons, which I guess is okay. Uh, And meanwhile, in the the future time, Ellie is just sort of going around the snowy mall and trying to find uh, medicine for Joel, and that really doesn't go anywhere. It's the only little bit of combat in the game. When you're hanging out with Riley, there is no combat, Um, so I guess they sort of felt like they had to put in something, otherwise there wouldn't be any reason to uh, have a difficulty setting cuz it's just you wandering around with Riley and I actually would have respected the hell out of that if they had just done sort of this walking simulator, you know, chatting it up with Riley sort of thing. Um and Joel doesn't talk at all. He's knocked out, thank god. He's he's not a part of the uh of the events almost at all. Um and uh, there's a few few red herrings where Ellie goes into, like a pharmacy and there's no medicine. She so has to go to this big helicopter thing, but she has to turn on the power. It's just so roundabout. The puzzles are, again, really annoying to do. I never felt interested in them at all. You do get to kill some bandits, but uh, it's just the same brutalization of, of everybody as normal, and uh, I I really didn't feel the the need to explore very much. There is sort of this like side story thing going on with some logs uh, where you can pick up some documents, and I guess like there were some people who crashed into the mall and they're, they're trying to like survive or something, but it's so standard. You know what it is. It, I don't even need to tell you that, like, oh, someone gets infected, the other people get sad, somebody gets bitten, they run away, <laughs> their bodies found in, like, an air duct, and you find their notes. Um, and what I have to say is really annoying about this is that you find audio logs, but you can't just, like, have them playing in the background. You have to sit there and listen to the audio logs. If you try to put them away uh, to walk around... Uh, it just turns off, so you have to sit there and listen to it, which is just it. it I don't know. I, I didn't really like that. I would have preferred to have that going while I was trying to kill the zombies and the people, I guess. But uh, you know, it just sort of broke the flow of gameplay to have to sit there and listen to the stuff for like a minute, minute and a half. Um, maybe it wasn't that long. It felt that long. <laughs> um, but I think the greatest sin of this of this campaign is that. Nothing really surprising happens. Like, you get to bond a little bit with Riley, and she does, uh, she does like give you a squirt gun. You get to run around, have a little squirt gun fight, which is kind of cute. Uh, And then she puts, like, a a cassette that uh, Ellie's been carrying around on, like, a big speaker, which, again, is not a very smart thing to do, uh, considering that there's infected in this world, and they're attracted to sound, and they're blaring it, and they they dance on a, a, like, jewelry case, and they kiss, oh my gosh, it's such a sweet moment. And Ellie convinces uh, Riley to throw away her Firefly dog tag and stay with her at the military academy, and everything's great. And then the infected bump, bump in, and... You have to run away, and both of them get bitten, and uh, then they have the standard sort of poetics thing that we know about, that they told us about in the actual game, where it's like, oh, you know, option one is we kill ourselves, and option two is just wait for our minds to go. And then the game fucking ends, and that's it. And you don't get to see Riley change, you don't get to see Ellie's reaction to Riley changing, or realizing that she herself won't change. It is so weak. I don't even know why this exists. Like, yeah, it's kind of, it's like, it's like just getting like a sliver, like a five-minute sliver of conversations from Stand By Me or something similar. Uh, I can't really think of another one uh, off the top of my head. Um, but it is is—it's uh, endearing to a certain degree. Like, I like Riley. I wish Riley had uh, gone further. And this, this chapter would have worked very well, I think, as a proper prologue. Like, if you had done, um, like, Joel's prologue and then gone into just walking around, uh, with Ellie and Riley and not knowing that Ellie's you know, immune uh, because that takes a lot of the tension out of it because I know Riley's gonna die. I know Ellie's gonna live. I'm playing as her five months later. It's uh, you're like a year later almost. So what? there is no tension here at all. Nothing. So the only thing that I have to rely upon is the chemistry between them and seeing how this uh, this relationship eventually comes to an end, and we don't get to see it. They they deny me seeing the big emotional core of this experience that hardens Ellie and makes her not want to trust people, which makes it even more strange that she, for some reason, opens up to Joel, who never never says anything as endearing as Riley. It's so weird. And I have to say, I am more and more convinced that this game is fucking racist because uh, Riley is another black character who fucking bites the big bazooka. She dies again, this time off camera. She doesn't even get to... Uh, like, turn into a zombie or anything, and Ellie is literally the, like, I, I want to say here, like, it's coming off as she's got, like, superior genes, dare I say. Like, it's very, like, what are you saying here, game? You know, we've got the, the white savior in Joel, and we've got the, uh, you know, the superior Ellie with her untouchable, infection-proof brain. You know, meanwhile, all the black characters get fucking iced. What's up with that? It's awful. I... I am more and more convinced uh, as I go through this that they introduce these other characters, these side characters, and uh, just arbitrarily decide, like, okay, checklist time. Are they a woman? Yes. Okay, they're going to die. Or are they a girl? Uh, Because Sarah dies too. Uh, Are they a woman? Yes. Okay, they're eventually going to die, unless they're Ellie. Uh, question two, are they a black person? Oh, yep, they're gonna go. And then finally, is it, is this person a white person? Hmm, mm, I don't know. I can't let all the white people live. Uh, but well, okay, how about this? How about this? If they're evil, then they'll die. Okay, good. So, uh, uh David, the cannibal, will die, and uh, Bill uh, and Joel will live the entire time. Bill, the uh, you know, the paranoid husky guy that Ellie fat shamed in the main campaign, which I still didn't like. That's the other thing, is that Ellie is not some perfect human being or anything, which, you know, I don't have a problem giving someone flaws, um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it, it takes me out of liking her quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I was I was shocked. I was so shocked at how short this was. Like, I had an idea that this was going to be, you know, significantly smaller than the actual main story campaign, which was, like, 14 hours. But I was not expecting this to last, like... God, at most, like an hour and 20 minutes. I, I would have been pissed, so mad if I had paid like $10, $15 for this. Ugh. There's just no substance here at all. And I don't understand the title. Why is it called Left Behind? You know, we don't leave uh, Riley behind. We don't leave Joel behind. <laughs> So who the fuck gets left behind? Is it just Ellie all by herself? Well, she's not by herself because she eventually gets Joel and we know Joel gets up. So is it Riley? If Riley's left behind, then we don't get to see her being left behind, which could have been an emotional big, you know, farewell. I don't know what happens to her. Does Ellie kill her? I presume so. Uh, Does she just lock her up somewhere? What happens? It's just so stupid and frustrating and it's mishandled. Terribly, and the credits for this game go on for a significant portion, like at least three or four minutes, and I I don't really get it. It, It's really kind of weird. I was almost thinking to myself, like, man, isn't it crazy that, like, the credits are taking up more time than the final, like, chase and uh, the ending cutscenes? Like, wow, okay, I guess we really had to put a giant team together to, uh, (laughs) to make this humongous turd. My goodness. Um... So yeah, it, uh, it's it has some good uh, good writing bits, like little tiny bits in there that I, I wish would have been expanded upon. This is sort of like the beginning of what could have been a very interesting uh, chapter or season. Uh, but as as this is here, it uh, it falls flat on a number of, of areas. just it's I mean, Ellie, again is more likable than Joel, but who the fuck isn't? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had warts on the bottom of my foot that I like more than Joel, god. Um so, I I really don't know where this game is going to go in the future uh for The Last of Us Part 2, but I am more hesitant than ever to play it because now that they're going to be introducing a trans character, I am very uh uncomfortable with the thought of how they're going to demonize uh or brutalize that person. So, uh, I I don't know, man. I just, I had to come on here. I mean, I just beat it like 20 minutes ago. Uh, I had to come here and just go over it because it's so short. This is going to be one of the shortest episodes of the podcast that I've ever done because there's just nothing to fucking talk about except for how much I hate it. Ugh. I mean, the best thing you could say is it's got some interesting set pieces, like the Halloween store is decorated nicely. There's some cool spooky sort of props and, you know, big Frankenstein guys and, uh... And that's really about it. I mean, there. this was kind of just a big excuse, I feel, for the, for the team to uh, bring out their own joke pun stuff. Like, okay, we, we got to prove that we're not just the sad, uh, depressing game. Okay, uh, put together a bunch of puns. And that's the other thing, is that you don't have to listen to all the puns. You can just stop right away. Um, it's almost like there was going to be a moral choice system where you can choose to do certain things, like good or bad. Like, at one point, Riley offers you, like, a beer bottle. Um... And, and you get the option to either accept it or reject it, which I thought might do something. I accepted it because, you know, fuck, why, why not? Uh, I'm a big alcoholic in real life. Blah, not really. I'm actually having some delicious water right now. Mm. <laughs> ah, goes down smooth. Uh, Fun fact, by the way, uh, water is the only drinkable liquid, I believe, that is not qualified as a beverage because water is just its own thing. A beverage is specifically uh, defined, I believe, as something that a drinkable liquid that is not water. I don't know. That's that seems like something that uh, an asshole would say. Like, oh, do you want a beverage? Yes, uh, I'll have some water. Uh, you mean you'll have not water? Because be- me- anyway, that's what Ellie would do. <laughs> that's what Ellie would totally do. She'd get on her big old high horse and be like, Egh. "So I, uh, she's just a little bratty." And I I understand that she's like fourteen, but uh, I don't know. I I've never I'm never really a big fan of bratty characters per se. Um. And uh, t- 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 so, is there anything else I want to talk about? Anything else I want to take a big shit on? Um, oh, I guess I should say that I find it unbelievable that Joel survived because he—he he, his like liver got impaled. He his like to the left of his belly button got skewered all the way through with that metal rebar not rhubarb uh and Ellie doesn't patch him up for a long time like he bleeds profusely <laughs> and like you have to run through the like this other mall or this other building and get to a horse and then it's just it seems like he should have bled out like yeah, a long time ago i'm kind of trying to like quantify how like he should have immediately like, God, it is so frustrating here. He should have immediately bled to death because when he got stabbed, when he fell onto that uh, metal, he, like, a big, giant uh, puddle of blood came out from him. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this guy's got, like, two seconds to live. But uh, during that segment where you're running away from people, like, like, you're still shooting and killing people, of course. Like, Joel can have, like, <laughs> like ten organs missing and he'll still be able to, like, murder someone with a toothpick. Um but uh, but Joel runs through and shoots people, and and uh, the whole time, Ellie's like, do you need any help? And he's like, no, I'm okay, let's keep going. And then she goes, yeah, we'll fucking go then. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, come on, like, it's so weird. Oh, that's another thing that I have to say, speaking of tonal shifts, is that uh, I, I did have some problems with how uh, Ellie and Riley tended to exclusively be either playful and fun, or flip a switch and they're serious and sort of angry at each other. Like, why did you leave me? What's going on? And uh, I found that a little jarring to suddenly just shift between the two of them. Like, they seem like they're on the verge of, like, going their separate ways. And then they, uh, you know, Riley pulls out squirt guns and it's fun time! Ugh! So, I don't know. That uh, It seemed very... Um... Very rough in the transitions there. Not very believable. Uh, I've seen a lot better. So, if I had to rate this little side experience, I'd probably give it like a 2. Yeah, like a 2. The gameplay is the same as before. There's no new information that i couldn't just sort of pick up on like we know kind of like oh they're best friends oh they kiss they're romantic but that's not really super interesting because again it doesn't go anywhere because there's no resolution there's no like final goodbye or anything it's just sort of like they like each other oh you know riley's gonna die and ellie's gonna have to do something about it she's gonna go on and live and i'm like yeah, can I see that? That's, like, really interesting. That would bring me closer to Ellie and make me sympathize with her that, like, she has to decide whether to kill her best friend, someone she loves, clearly, and, uh, or, or just leave them alone and let them be a mindless, uh, zombie thing. And it, uh, it sucks, man, that they, that they denied us that. And, uh, there was no boss fight or anything, just at the very end, you fight a bunch of goons, uh, (sighs) The the goons that are trying to get at Joel, um, you just blow them up, just kill them, and that's about it. So, yeah, fuck you, The Last of Us. Uh, The main story got a four, this story got a two, because it is so much more unsatisfying. At least the awful bad ending to the end of The Last of Us, uh, the main story thing, um, was interesting enough for me to get angry at. This, I just feel nothing. This, I just feel apathetic and blank, because there's just... There's nothing. And, and when I started up the campaign, it showed like a loading screen that had a bunch of like uh, uh, Polaroid pictures of them together. And at one point, like it showed like Riley with a big mushroom thing coming out of her head like she's infected, uh, even though that doesn't make any fucking sense because you don't get a giant mushroom coming out of your head uh, for like years. So I don't know what's going on with that. Like when you initially get infected, you just sort of turn into like a stalker or a runner or whatever the hell they call them. Uh, And it takes like a couple years, it's implied, for you to actually sprout the mushroom out of your head and become super infectious to other people and start putting out spore clouds. So even in the context of the game's own logic, that doesn't really make any sense if you think about it. So I'm not normally somebody who gets all really nitpicky about, Ooh, this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Excuse me, am I supposed to believe this is a magic (laughs) uh, fungal infection? (laughs) Eh, I hope someone gets fired for that blunder. You know, no. Although Neil Druckmann, the writer, should be fired because he's a hack. Uh, I still can't forgive that guy for doing this. Him and his team just watched, like, the never-ending story, uh, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, (laughs) and stand by me, and just was like, write that down, write that down. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Oh, and a little bit of E.T. too, I feel like. Well, anyway. Um so, yeah, this is a really short episode of the podcast. It still almost went for 20 goddamn minutes, but, uh, yeah, I just had to, had to do this little extra, uh, thing here. Don't get used to this. I don't normally, uh, get on this sort of hate boner thing and want to fuck a game up. Uh, that's a disgusting image. I'm so sorry. Yucky. I didn't, ugh. ugh. Anyway, I did not, let me put that a better way. I do not normally get, uh, pissy. No, I do not get so perplexed and annoyed and uh riled up oh yeah because it's her name's riley riled up about a uh, movie or game uh this much but uh this was a special case where i found it distasteful and i wanted to express it because if i don't it's all just going to fester inside me like a fungus Ugh. um so yeah uh I don't know when I'm going to post this, Uh, probably today, probably Tuesday, but uh, we'll see. I'm going to do like a special little intro probably. I don't know what it's going to be. I got to do something for a little extra thing. Uh, So anyway, guys, uh, this has been The White Guy Dies First. I don't really know who died first in this. I guess it's just some zombies and some random dudes uh part of me wants to like play like a little sound effect when it's like you know like a womp womp when it's not uh the white guy who dies first but i think that'd make it too fun i think that'd make it too like you know because we're still talking about horror stuff i don't want to make it too funny you know like oh a, a black person died first play the sound effect no that's 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 yucky that's no no no. So I'm not gonna be doing that. I'll just I'll just say it with my own charismatic little voice. In this case, unfortunately, Riley, yet another black character, got fucking screwed over, and I hate it. Screw you, Last of Us. Screw you, Neil Druckmann, screw you, naughty dogs, you crunching little bastards. And uh, yeah, so that's been the show, guys. I'll see you next time. Ta-ta for now. Bye.